Have you ever absolutely panicked after you accidentally deleted a file on your computer? I know I have. It's not an issue if you've got CrashPlan Smart Recovery. Your files are just a few clicks away and can be restored in a snap. CrashPlan provides the best cloud backup solutions in the market. Visit CrashPlan.com slash BossProject for 50% off your first year of CrashPlan. Now you can protect all your work with an unlimited backup and recovery solution. CrashPlan makes it simple to restore some or all of your data. And with unlimited version retention, CrashPlan can be your ultimate rewind button. Get unlimited computer backup for you or your business with CrashPlan Professional. CrashPlan backs up files that live on your computer and works with PC, Mac, and Linux. Don't let data disasters slow you down. CrashPlan has your back and keeps you moving. Go to CrashPlan.com slash BossProject for 50% off your first year of CrashPlan. That's CrashPlan.com slash BossProject for 50% off your first year. Back up better with CrashPlan. Today on the podcast, we have Laura. She is the founder of Balance Bombshells, a health and lifestyle brand for high-performing women. Laura teaches women how to use hormones to benefit their active and busy lifestyle Hormones are way more than just your period, fertility, and your mother's menopause problems. They're causing like all sorts of thoughts and moods and energy and definitely have an effect on your waistline. But we're talking today about how this is affecting your business. You guys, we're talking about cycle syncing today. I think it's kind of like all the rage these days. And I know it's come up a lot within our own student groups and our communities. And it's all about understanding a little bit more about what your body's going through at the different stages of your cycle all month long, not just when you're on your period. So when are you most productive? When are you in a better headspace to plan and strategize? When are you in a better headspace to reflect and think about what you need to be tweaking in your business? How can you even cycle sync with your partner so you can communicate better in your relationships. You can get what you want in your life. All of those good things are what we're talking about today with Laura. She's breaking all of it down and giving you guys really clear examples of how you can use this in your life, in your business. I would listen to this and then go back and listen and take notes. Like it's that good because there's so much meaty information in this episode. And then Laura gives you some amazing free resources at the end of this episode. So stay tuned. I can't wait to hear what you guys think. Hey, Laura, welcome to the show. Hi, guys. Thank you so much for having me. Yeah. Well, I'm pumped because when you reached out, it just felt so aligned. I don't know if you heard us talking about it on the podcast or if you just had all the right vibes that that's something our audience needed, but we have brought this up a couple of times and don't necessarily have the background to effectively talk about it, but we have recognized that it's an actual thing and that you can cycle sync, as you like to call it, your work and your schedule and how you communicate and do strategy and all the things in alignment with your period. Correct. (laughs) Yeah. That's why it's like, there's a time a month for that. So hopefully we can change how women think of their periods. I like your thinking on that one because it's so true. Spoiler alert, we're talking nonstop about periods for the next 45 minutes. So I hope that's up your alley. And you don't want this, just pick a different episode. No, see you next episode. It's fine. It's fine. Or listen to it for your lady. I mean, exactly. men actually really love this topic too. When I go to like cocktail parties, like <laughs> it is fascinating the questions men have. I believe oh, it. Because they don't understand us and that's fine. No. I feels like a Oprah book from like Beth. every single Oprah. month something new happens and Brian is like, Oh, yeah. did you start your period? No, that's not what okay. That's fine. Bye. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Settle down. 
where do we even so start with this? Like I first, like, I feel like yeah. let's talk about that. What is it? So cycle thinking, it's a natural way to balance hormones. So like I used to be on the pill for nine years and was one of those women that never should have been on it. And then, you know, the doctor tells you nine years later, oh, sorry. And I'm like, okay, this is a whole other conversation. So it's a way for women to actually live in alignment of their bodies. And so you can partner your food, your fitness, your work, your relationships, your communication. And then as we're going to be talking a lot about work today, all along with the different phases of our cycle. And it naturally helps just bring your stress levels down. It helps you align how your mind wants to think anyway. But we have that internal resistance of like, no, I'm supposed to be doing this. But like I, and we can talk about this, but like two years in a row, I've cycle synced my taxes to like yes. a very specific time in the month. I would just have this stuff on my desk. I'm like, oh, I know I should look at that. And I just couldn't do it. My luteal phase hit where we can talk about the four phases. And I was like, oh, I don't mind calmly sitting here for a couple of hours and doing my taxes. So it's a way for women to actually listen to their bodies that we intuitively know anyway, but are not taught how to pay attention to. I remember when we were trying to get pregnant naturally many years ago at this point, I got off of the pill after being on it for nine, 10 years kind of same experience where like, oh, I shouldn't have been put on that in the first place. And we weren't getting pregnant. And so someone recommended the taking charge of your fertility and some other big book. Anyways, it's in my Amazon car. I brought it up on the podcast a lot. And I read it and like for the first time in my life learned about really what happens in our cycle and like the surge of hormones and the phases and everything that's going on. Couldn't regurgitate it back to you now, but it was such an amazing experience where I was like, oh, wait, like there's a reason literally for all of these things throughout the month. Our period isn't Mm -hmm. just about like those couple of days and it's a whole month long process of all of these different things that are going on. So I'm excited Mm -hmm. to learn all these things today. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So also, I think women like to hear the difference between like the hormonal difference between men and women. And I think it, it gives a lot of explanation to like why we are the way that we are and why men don't understand us and vice versa. Um, So like men's hormones reset every 24 hours. So at the end of each day, their hormones reset. They kind of go through the same phases, but it's on a 24-hour cycle. Whereas women, we have to go through each four of the phases an entire month for our hormones to reset. So I am a good example. (laughs) I know, I know. But it makes you, I feel like it really makes women feel more proud Mm -hmm. and secure about being a woman. And I think like a good example is like, if you are ever going to do a weight loss challenge with a man, take one week, how much weight has he lost and what difference has he noticed in Mm -hmm. a week? So much far beyond (laughs) what our bodies are at. Whereas like if we make changes like in our health and our fitness, we have to go an entire four weeks before we see a slight Mm -hmm. change, a slight slight change. change. And then you have to go another four weeks to build off of that and be Mm -hmm. consistent to then see another slight change will, based on what you saw you last You will month. gain weight within your cycle, regardless of how... Correct. how yeah, mm-hmm. water retention is Regardless of how dedicated you are. We can reduce that. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> we can reduce that. Yeah, we can. But, but I think that too, it helps women think like, oh, I've been going to the gym for six weeks and I've seen no results except like one pound lost. And it's like, if you understand how your body works, I feel like it takes that pressure off and that girl chatter that we all have in our brain subsides and then you just it becomes more of a lifestyle it becomes consistent it becomes like that healthy living that you're doing anyway 
And we should never compare ourselves to a man. Like we're never going to live up to what their bodies are and vice versa. Right. Yeah. That's why my Pilates gym made me makes everyone commit to three month membership because they're like, you, yes. you need, this is not just us saying like, pay us three months worth of monies, but like your body has to wait to go through all of these things. Yeah. yeah. So real quick on the men's side, before we jump into women, Based on that, like, are they better at a certain time of day? Like, should I approach him about giving me cash, like, in the morning? Or I think it depends on the men, too. So you can ask them, because my husband, like, we've talked about this, like, how I feel in terms of, like, work or communication and what that looks like for me in my cycle. He says, he's like, I have that for certain parts of the day. So he's like, I know in the afternoon, I don't want to schedule too many things because I want to sit and work independently. Whereas like earlier in the day, I'm going to want to do more socializing and connect with people. So we all have our own energy flow and our own like thought processes. And it's just really interesting how most of the world and society is based on the male ideal and Mm -hmm. the male body. And I think we're just Mm -hmm. starting to scratch Mm -hmm. just a bit of the surface of women. And I think it's conversations like these that really help us see it, which is I left my full time job because I felt like it was so important to start having these conversations with women because we're not having them. We don't know this is real. Like, and I think that's why so many women are starting their own businesses, because they've realized that the traditional workspace and the time that it requires and the lack of flexibility that it provides is not conducive to I honestly like, I think the big self care movement has maybe made a lot of women pay more attention and add more value to no, I I need this time or I need this mental day or I need this whatever. And then we're realizing that traditional workspaces don't honor that or don't let us utilize that. And so I know a lot of our students who are literally starting their businesses because they need they need this flexibility for their mental health. And I have said to Abby, many times, I couldn't go back to a traditional workspace now, mostly because of like just the pure flexibility that I have now. But because of my cycle, literally the pain, the emotions, the depressions, the mood swings, the everything, I could not, I would be calling in sick often. Yes, I did. (laughs) Like I was probably getting to a point where they're like, we're going to have to have a chat. Every month it was very predictable. I used to have PMDD. I don't know if you Mm -hmm. guys know what that is. It's that for those listening who don't know, it's premenstrual mm, dysfunctional yep, okay. disorder, and it's basically like take your PMS symptoms I and have, multiply them by ten, and they greatly impact I have your life. That every other month. Yes, and so yeah. basically, I felt like, and maybe you can relate to this, Emily, is I had this like very predictable three day yeah. depression where I felt like my my happy, positive, sunshiny self, her positive mindset, her happiness and zest for life went out the window. And it was very hard to navigate. It really came front and center when my um, now husband and I moved in together and he was a prime source of me to figure it out. And that's when I found cycle thinking. And it was mm-hmm. so, it was painful. Like it was really painful. And I remember sitting my um, Tyler down and I was like, if I don't figure this out and if I go to a doctor, they're going to tell me to be on antidepressants, but I'm not depressed. It's only during this time. It's very predictable. But I'm right. losing myself and I it doesn't feel good. Well, and then if you add on any sort of complication, like I know I have a lot of friends and I know we have a lot of students that 
perhaps have an autoimmune condition or PCOS or something or endometriosis. And it, yeah. it either exacerbates that or it causes your hormones to be so irregular that like yeah. you, you're just basically walking around dysfunctional all the time. Correct. And that it can get better. You guys like yeah. me changing my diet not, this is not about my diet. That's not what this episode is about. But I will tell you that like I am a whole new person with 10 times the energy that I ever had before. Even like if you go all the way back to high school when I was just in the, the very early stages of puberty, like you can get your life back. And so I'd love to know more about where do we start? Like what do we need to be thinking about? What are our cycles? Mm-hmm. Like take us down to the basics. Yeah. And to kind of piggyback off the PMDD and just the benefits that you can experience um, before we dive into the cycle is like, I no longer get PMS. So like, not only did I get rid of PMDD, but I got rid of PMS, which is something 90% of women in their menstruating years deal with. I'm hiring Laura after this episode. (laughs) Yeah, we can I I I just had a conversation with Brian. I had a breakdown on Christmas day because every other one of my cycles worse than the other. And it's been, it's very interesting to learn about this kind of three to four month cycle that our bodies take because what I was seeing, and I've told Abby this is, you know, the first time my cycle was bad, I was a little bit sad. And then maybe like two months later when it was back, I was a little bit more sad. And it's accumulated over the course of a year since it's every other month, a year and a half, where like that depression hole that used to maybe only be a day, two days, and then three days is now like almost two weeks long. And I like, I feel like I just yeah. like can't get out of it when it's that cycle. And so I, was, I had my breakdown on Christmas day. I was telling Abby, I'm like, I have to figure something out. But if I go to the doctor, they're going to either put me on antidepressants or birth control. And neither one is going to fix the problem. Correct. Okay. Correct. Yeah. So, I mean, birth control is, I feel like a hot topic because uh-huh. it masks our hormones. So like, and this is going to go into our cycle. So women ask, can I do cycle syncing on the pill? And it's in the real term, no, because it masks ovulation, which is one of our cycle phases. So you basically, in or- you're taking that device to not get pregnant. Or if your doctor tells you, and I'm putting this in quotes, just regulate doesn't hormones, do it doesn't uh-huh. regulate your hormones, it masks them. Yeah, it caused a lot of hormone imbalances when I once I got off the pill. But to get started, I always have women start tracking their period. Um, so the first day of our cycle, like day number one, is the day your period starts. So I feel like that's easy enough to be like, okay, I don't know where I'm at right now in my cycle because I honestly I I never like tracked my cycle. Ago. I did not do any of this stuff before. No, uh, yeah, I'm like three really years in, feeling really good yeah. about it. <laughs> <laughs> your life goals. Um, so I started using at first it was just my calendar, mm-hmm. and then I started like testing out that's different cycle apps. So I like Clue the best, like C L U E. Yeah, because it sends you, you get a notification when you're about to ovulate, which is helpful, you know, if you want a child or whatever, but we're going to talk about the energy stuff too. So I liked it because I'm more introverted. So I would start planning more of my social events and networking during the time where I was ovulating, where I would Plan. naturally... I planned photo shoots, I planned dates, I planned vacations. Yes. Uh-huh. My wedding this year synced up to ovulation. So I was like, oh, hallelujah. (laughs) We're all best. Mm -hmm. I was so nervous. Yeah, I was so nervous. And then it sends you a notification when your period's coming. So I feel like we don't want to check our calendars all the time. But to get a notification to your phone of like, hey, girl, in a few days, this is coming. Be aware. And you're like, cool. And then you can start. I always have women start shifting their habits when they're starting to shift phases. 
So that's what most women know of our, of our cycle is our menstrual phase, which is when we're actually having our period. And I think, you know, it certainly comes with annoying symptoms. I used to get really debilitating cramps, which is why I went on the pill was to actually alleviate those cramps. I haven't had a child yet, but they were like labor-like contractions. So I'm well aware yep. of what labor pain will yep. be like, which is like not cool. That's not a cool preview. No, nope. have. have it every um, month. <laughs> yeah. So our periods last anywhere between three to seven days. And then it's actually a time for us to be more reflective in our life. So like your right and left brain hemispheres become the most aligned during our period. And that's when you can clearly see what you what's working for you in your life and what's not working for you. So it's an opportunity and you can apply this to your work. You can apply this to your relationships. You can apply this to yourself personally. And you can really look at like, am I living the life that I want? And if not, what am I going to do about it? So like no longer are we feeling like a victim within ourselves or our life circumstances. And we feel more empowered to take that time. And it can be like a morning to journal or go for a walk or some sort of carving out individual alone time to really ask yourself, am I living the life that I want? What needs to change? How can I go after my goals? Which for me was really powerful. And I started noticing why I was so upset and angry at work was because I didn't want to be there. And I was like, oh, I don't have yeah, to pretend I can anymore. To I can fun. actually yeah. honor this. I love that's that. coming up. Yeah. And then if we feel more emotional, which often happens during our period, which is when men are like, hey, are you having your period because you're an emotional wreck? We get emotional based on the things that are important to us. And if we all month long have been tuning down our true desires and being too people pleasing or being too nurturing to others and not enough to ourselves, our period's going to be worse. We're going to be more emotional. We're going to feel more overwhelmed and stressed because our body is saying like, you need to pay attention to me not just right now, but all month. So that's menstrual phase. So that's our first phase. Um, and to make a note too of our cycle, each week compounds on top of each other. So like you can't spot treat your cycle. You can't just be like, hey, the week before my period, I'm going to be really good at my food habits. I'm going to be really mm -hmm. good at my self-care. And like, that's it. Like it's not going to work. So it's really a all month self-care approach, uh, just being a little bit more strategic. Yeah. So then we flow into our follicular phase, which happens after our period ends. And that lasts about seven to 10 days, depending on a woman's cycling. So what happens here is like, you'll start noticing throughout the week, like you might feel lower energy. Mm -hmm. And as you move throughout the week, your energy starts to steadily increase. So like your follicular stimulating hormone is being called on here to basically tell your body, it's time to, to drop an egg soon, which is what happens at ovulation. So like, you know, our bodies are designed to reproduce. So the more, like, I feel like we try to wish that away, that we like have that ability, but we only want it there when we want to have children. Right. Like this is, this is how our bodies like work, but at least we can use it to our advantage in our modern day life. So this is a great time to be very like strategic. So you'll start noticing that your mind will naturally take all of those like breakthrough moments, those big aha ideas that you had in your period. And you start naturally wanting to put a plan together. So like, mm -hmm. I'll start writing mm -hmm. out in my period, just, just thoughts of what I want to do. And I like, leave it. I don't put pressure on myself to like create a plan. Cause I know the next week, my body's, my brain's naturally going to want to mm -hmm. do it anyway. So it's like, I'll plan out all of my content strategy for the month. I'll start like reaching out to, you know, other people that I would want to like connect with, network with, 
and start putting those little seeds, like planting those seeds of all the little things that you'd want to accomplish. And it's like really, I feel so much more powerful to be like, oh, I can actually like work in a way that my mind wants to anyway, but not go up against myself in this like internal resistance that I should be doing something else. Mm -hmm. So it's also... And I think it can end what so many of our students and our audience members beat themselves up about is exactly that, right? Of like feeling lazy when you feel like you should be working and like, I feel like I'm procrastinating or I feel like my brain doesn't work this way. But if we can literally sync it up to how our bodies are naturally ready to show up for us, then I think we can make those decisions more confidently knowing that like, just give it a couple of days and you'll be ready for this part. (laughs) It's like a, I honestly felt like this huge weight was lifted because I feel like women today, like we're so ambitious. We have so many big things and goals that we want to do, but we just end up with this like laundry to-do list that's just never ending. And we just feel terrible about ourselves and our lives that we just like can't do it all. And now it's like, no, you can do it all, but like not all one time. Right. Not (laughs) right this week. Exactly. I feel like like, I think I'm leaving this phase because I'm on day 11. I just pulled up my app. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I might be like at the very end of that one. So this is a good time to record this too, because your communication is like about to peak at its like at its best. Oh, so follicular phase, the last thing to note on this too, it's like the best time of the month to try something new. So like if you're like, oh, I've been really wanting to try like a Zumba class, but I like been kind of nervous about it. This is the time where you're going to be more likely to get out of your comfort zone and really push yourself to try something new because we do need new experiences. We do need to get out of our bubble, you know, every single chance we can so we can grow and learn. But then we go into our ovulation phase, which is like three to five days. And that's when like the egg drops. If you're trying to get pregnant, like that's the time which you're trying to have a baby. But it also peaks our energy and our communication habits. So I like tested this out because I was like, okay, if I'm supposed to have really good communication here, basically like people will have a hard time saying no to you. So this is when you want to ask for what you want. This is when you want to do your webinars, your live videos. You know, if you want to speak at an event, like this is when you hopefully, you know, it's not always going to work out that way, but really try to get that aligned. But you can also like ask for a raise. So you can do, you can like schedule your client solicitations here. So I tested it on my old job and asked for a raise during my ovulation phase. And I'm able to, you're able to communicate what you want and need so much more effectively. You're not like highly emotional, which people can subconsciously Uh feel. So it's just like amazing the way you can do that. And then like fitness wise, this is when your body is the strongest. So you can really overload your schedule. You can do those tougher workouts, those endurance workouts, like a spin class, hit workouts you're going to be like balls to the wall during this time. Want to learn exactly step-by-step how to get paid to generate leads in your business? I've kept these details to myself for far too long. I'm ready to spill everything and give you the exact steps that help me generate tens of thousands of qualified leads and millions in low-ticket digital product sales. I won't just show you what I did, but teach you how you can do it too. I'm talking not just how to create low-ticket digital products, but also showing you how to use them strategically to generate leads for your other existing or future offers. I'm sharing it all at bossproject.com jumpstart, including exactly how I made $8,033 and generated 277 leads my very first month selling digital products. Find out more at bossproject.com jumpstart. 
When it comes to hiring, don't go searching for the one. Just meet your match with Indeed. Get unparalleled access to job seekers with over 350 million unique monthly visitors globally, according to Indeed data, and an extended reach through Glassdoor. I love that Indeed makes it easy to hire because I'm busy enough already. When we've hired in the past, the process was full of unqualified applicants. With Indeed, we can target the right candidates for the right position. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. In the minute I've been talking to you, 23 hires were made on Indeed, according to Indeed data worldwide. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash strategy hour. Just go to Indeed.com slash strategy hour right now and support our show by seeing you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash strategy hour. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Money issues are a common stressor in any relationship. Monarch Money is the top-rated personal finance app that can get you and your partner on the same page without any extra cost. Monarch has built-in collaboration features, so together you can see your finances, budget, and get insights on your cash flow. It's the easiest way to manage any household finances. I've tried other finance apps in the past, and they didn't work the way I wanted them to. I don't want to stress over finances. Monarch is the top-rated all-in-one personal finance app. It gives you a comprehensive view of all your accounts, investments, transactions, and more. Create custom budgets, set goals, and collaborate with your partner. And now get an extended 30-day free trial when you go to monarchmoney.com strategy. Monarch has a tool that allows you to easily import your data from Mint and keep all of your tags and categories. Monarch's simple, intuitive design makes it so easy to get set up, customize, and use. Monarch prioritizes my privacy, and they'll never sell my data to third parties. After trying out Monarch for myself, I understand why it's the top-rated personal finance app. And right now, get an extended 30-day free trial when you go to monarchmoney.com strategy. That's M-O-N-A-R-C-H-M-O-N-E-Y dot com slash strategy for your extended 30-day free trial. And then... Luteal phase is, I think, the one that most women get tripped up on. So it's like 10 to 14 days. So it's two, I kind of break it up into a two week period where, like, the first week, your energy and your communication, you're going to feel very much like you did in your ovulation. So, like, estrogen, one of our sex hormones, peaks at ovulation, which is what makes us feel charming and alluring. Like, we want to get out and be social. Like, that's what that hormone's doing. And it's still like relatively high during the first week. But then it starts dropping the second week to give rise to progesterone, which basically helps thicken the lining of our uterus to prepare our body to implant a fertilized egg. So like if we then don't get pregnant, the lining sheds, which we then know of as our period. And if you do get pregnant, then like you're not having your period for nine months. So like I usually try to think of luteal phase as like I'm still going to be social. I'm still going to communicate. I'm still going to like get out and do my life. And then that that week before your period is what most women know is their PMS week. This is where most women start to like really struggle because some of us are very sensitive to that hormone shift. And then if progesterone, if we don't have enough of it, we're either going to feel more overwhelmed, we're going to feel more bloated, we're going to feel more depressed. <laughs> so it's a finicky hormone to like get right. And then with progesterone, and especially with busy working women, Cortisol, one of our stress hormones, competes for the receptors of progesterone. 
So if we're not taking time to rest, if we're doing two hard-hitting workouts during this week where our body is less resilient to stress, cortisol will attach where progesterone should, and progesterone doesn't stand a chance. So if cortisol increases your stress hormones, you're going to feel too stressed out. And then if progesterone and estrogen aren't together, estrogen is going to increase and progesterone is going to drop. So it is an imbalance that a lot of women have without realizing it. Like progesterone deficiency was actually one of the main reasons of why I was struggling and and no one could figure it out. My hormone tests always came back normal, um, but that's like another conversation. Go ahead if you guys have questions. No, I just agree with everything you're saying and have noted Mm -hmm. so much of it, even if I didn't fully understand what was happening, but... So our luteal phase, um, I didn't know. I was like, shoot, I'm getting like really technical. No, I don't know if no, people I love it. that. <laughs> okay, cool. I'm into um, it. So our luteal phase is the best time in the month to schedule large chunks of time to focus on your to-do list. So like what I noticed is like my to-do list would just kind of fall off the wayside during ovulation when I was just so excited to like connect with people and to be out in the world. So this is a time where you can just schedule large chunks of time where you're going to want to work independently, or you can work as a team and like you can still want to be around people. It's not like you're just all of a sudden going to want to be by yourself, but it's starting to like come down into yourself. Like you can just literally sit there for like three to four hours and get a lot of stuff done. Your brain is super focused. This is when I cycle things, my taxes, like any sort of big project where you need a lot of mental power, you're going to be able to find that in your luteal phase. And this is before the period um, still? Okay. Yeah. So it's like yeah, the two-week period before your okay. period starts. And something that I really got tripped up on and I it finally like clicked and made me feel like a saner and calmer person was that your energy starts declining before a period, like naturally. So like I was annoyed because I was like, why am I feeling tired? And I would just try to push through like, and I would compare my energy to the holy grail of energy that happened at ovulation. So I was like, well, why did I feel great last week, but I'm not feeling as energetic this week? Oh, I must need more coffee. I must need to... So like I was seeking the outside... You're trying to compensate and that's not helping. Yeah. Without realizing that I was further unbalancing my hormones and all I needed to do was like maybe take an afternoon nap for 20 minutes and just like rest, which it finally gave me permission to actually rest instead of just trying to push through. I just started letting myself do period week before period naps because I would do the same thing. Whereas like almost like every month I'm surprised that these things are happening, (laughs) even though they happen every single month since I was however old. And so I'm just like, why am I so tired? So again, coffee. But then I just started to just like pause for a second. Like, let me go take a 30 minute nap or 40. And like, Oh my God, it would just feel amazing. It's life changing. And like to give yourself that permission of like, it's okay. This is what I need right now. Because I really, I don't know if this is going to help you guys or anyone listening. I started thinking of my body as a separate person. I kept thinking of her as like Hmm. her, as a Mm -hmm. she, because we're so nurturing and we're more likely to take care of other people than ourselves. Okay. Like so I'd be like, this. I, I yeah. kind of would be like, okay, my body's talking to me. She's telling me what she means. I need to give that to her. Oh. So for me, it's like, I don't usually, I guess, talk about this. So this is very open with you guys about how I think of my, my body and my cycle. But it really helped me show up for myself in a way that felt nurturing and, and gave me that 
okay to do that without feeling guilty and without feeling like I should be doing something else. It was like, no, she's feeling tired right now. She needs a a nap or like she doesn't want to hang out with friends tonight. She wants to take a bath and watch Netflix and like, it's totally cool. You can also... So we talked a little before of how I cycle cycle. Yeah, my what husband. does that mean? So we talk, talk about, about that. <laughs> oh man. We like so every week, women probably aren't gonna want to hear this. We want other people, including our men, to know what we want without yes. having to tell them. But they're not mind readers and they our body shifts and our emotion shifts are going to become more predictable for you if you start really tuning into this. But we have to communicate that to other people. So I like really challenged myself to not put it on his shoulders of like, yeah, we've talked about this. He should remember, he should pick up on where I'm at in my cycle. He's never going to know this as intimately as you. So each week, like it just became normal dinner conversation for me to be like, hey, this is how I'm feeling this week. This is what I'm going to need from you. So some weeks it would be like, can you please yeah, plan a boys night and get out yeah. of the house? Cause I don't want to see you. Yeah. Like it's cool. I'm, I'm good. Yes. So that always happened the week before my period. <laughs> Another one is, and I have a free guide on my website. If anyone wants it, it's like the sink your boo guide. And yes. it has a grid so that he can follow of like yeah. what you want sexually, what you want done in the house, what you want <laughs> for a date night. Like it's pretty predictable of what we want. So another one was I used to get really mad at him when I would come home from like a long work day, a long commute. And his thing after work was to like sit and have 20 minutes and watch a sports show. Like that was his thing. Of course, he's entitled to that. He's had a long day. It's only 20 minutes. He is very much a man who cooks, cleans, like all that stuff. But I would come home and this is when I knew I needed to make a change because I, we become hyper aware of the dirt in our lives the week before a period. Like, it's a very, you know, you're not crazy. Think of a, a pregnant woman who nests before baby. We oh. nest every time before we get our period. Oh. And it's intense. It can feel really, really intense. So I would like clean, like we would clean on the weekend. And let's say I'd come home like Monday and I would always tidy up before I went to work. And I would come home and I would just see all of this dirt that all of a sudden wasn't there before. And I would just like look at him and being how like, how can you be sitting there and not understand? <laughs> And not care about how dirty this place is. Yeah. <laughs> and it caused a lot of friction between us because he's just like, I don't know where this outburst is coming from. Like, and I was like, no, this is like a dire need right now. Like, we need to clean. You need to sweep this floor. <laughs> yeah. It was like, he's like, what is going on? So I really challenged myself once I understood this about our body and our mindset of I cannot project my need to clean onto him. This is going to be a time of month where I purge my closets. I deep clean the entire house. Like sometimes you'll just notice, be like, wow, there's like this stain on the refrigerator that I haven't seen in where did this come from? And you just have to get rid of it right then. So I really allowed that crazy cleaning frenzy to be my own. And I would just be like, this is my new therapy right now. And it actually really helped save our relationship in a lot of ways because he then started recognizing Mm -hmm. she needs this and he would get up and help Mm -hmm. me clean. Yeah. Or I would tell him, yeah. I think my husband goes through this more than I do. So I don't know if it's similar for their cycles of his, because he will randomly get these deep cleaning frenzies. And it's always the time where I'm like Netflix and chilling and I'm tired (laughs) and I'm lazy. And he wants to like, like reorganize an entire closet. I'm like, absolutely not. Like I am not doing that right now. Go do it. Yeah, they probably go through very, I mean, I think it also depends on the men because I know a lot of men who don't notice. Mm -hmm. 
yeah. their space at all and like are just yeah. not aware of it. No, he doesn't cleaning. notice his space 99% of the time. And then it's this random yeah. like, I'm going to clean the garage, everything in the garage. Yeah. You're like, great. Do that. Mm-hmm. I mean, I wish men knew that if they clean more, they would get laid more often. Right? I think, there's just, I think <laughs> my husband that, is very aware and he's all about it. <laughs> yeah. So what you can like, yeah, just like, hey, help me clean and we can just go in the bedroom. This is my foreplay. Like, he yeah. also knows to clean he himself more me. often too. I'm like, yes. Oh, <laughs> well. So Tyler, he yeah. plays soccer. And like, this is maybe TMI, but I'm totally fine not talking about it. Do it. We're here now. He smells so good after he comes home from working out. And like his pheromones, like his sweat, that manly musk, I'm so attracted to it. And so like, I read this book from a psychologist who works in like New York City, and she's talking about the female brain. And she said she Mm -hmm. recommends her clients come off birth control before they marry their partner, because your man's smell can change. Where like, if you think his sweat smells good, you're actually a good genetic match to reproduce. So I was like, oh my gosh. I was like, I used to joke with him that I could literally live inside his armpit, which he finds disgusting. And I'm like, it is so true. And I was like, when you come home from soccer, can you not shower for a bit and just hug me? And he's like, you're disgusting. And I was like, no, you smell so good. So so good. That's hilarious. So if you like your man's sweat, you are a good genetic match to make babies. Congratulations. That's funny. And I definitely was not off birth control until we were married for a while. So did you notice anything different of like everything is different? Everything is different after I was off Mm. birth control. But I also spent a lot of time fudged up where I was just not doing well because I struggled to get everything back. I think it took me maybe a solid year and a half after I got off birth control to get my cycle length back to where it made sense. But then even with that, my hormones definitely were still not aligned. And it took me a whole year of eating differently and treating my body differently and working out more consistently to feel like, you know, most of the time I'm good the whole time. And occasionally something will flare up and I'm like, okay, well, I need to pay attention to that and what, what I'm doing differently because it, it, like you said, it's not a, like, I'm going to do, I'm going to eat so good for like a week. Like you can't stop. Like you have to keep going. So yeah. What do you think we can do as women to improve this. So like if we are, say the person you mentioned at the beginning, who is it IMDD? What is that what you said? PMDD. When you're, yeah. When you're really experiencing these changes and perhaps having that adverse reaction when your hormones dip and change, I wish I could remember the luteal. No, I don't see. Okay. I'm catching on here. What are some things we can do with our lives to help our bodies. Mm-hmm. So I think one of the first things is to listen when you body when your body feels fatigued and not push through because that's really going to bleed into the next month and you're going to feel more tired, you're going to feel more overwhelmed. Like it's basically you're setting yourself up for an entire month ahead of you of not feeling great. So just taking rest. So like instead of going to spin class, like maybe go for a walk um, or go do some yoga. I really like bar classes. Just kind of like focusing on calming exercise to like bring your body down. And then I have women focus on good mood foods. So like right before our period, we dip in serotonin like naturally, which is one of our feel-good hormones. And so what this does, and I 
strongly believe that it's one of the reasons why a lot of women have eating disorders is it, it contributes to body dysmorphia, which is actually a PMS symptom. And doctors don't think to ask about it because it's so common that women are dissatisfied with their bodies. So this is like really tripped me up. So like I used to struggle with um, compulsive over-exercising where I didn't know it was a thing, like literally trying to be healthy, not realizing that I'm over-exercising and spending so much time obsessing about it. But it was brought on by this hormonal dip that comes naturally. So body dysmorphia is when you look in the mirror and you physically see your body as differently. And it usually is in the sense of being bigger. Or like I would look in my my hair and be like, oh, this my I'm having a terrible hair day. And just you literally look in the mirror and start beating yourself up and picking apart your appearance, which is very damaging to our self-esteem and anything that we're doing. So I definitely noticed that you can eat foods that contain tryptophan, which is an amino acid and the precursor to making serotonin. And I was started strategically eating these foods before my period. And I definitely noticed within like 20 to 30 minutes, I felt better and I didn't feel as like picking, I'm going to pick apart myself. So like it's found in um, bananas, like dark turkey meat, chia seeds, walnuts, <laughs> and dark chocolate. Like it's so really many great walnuts. <laughs> yes. <laughs> They're going to make you feel really good about yourself. So serotonin is like, so people who have depression, like we're not getting enough serotonin to our brain. So it is a chemical imbalance because we're not getting that feel good hormone to feel satisfied and good about ourselves and to feel happy. So I would make like a chia pudding and I would put in some walnuts and maybe like some almond butter or something, maybe some dark chocolate chips. And I was like, wow, this is like a great snack. And I'm doing a service to my body and helping me feel better about myself. And that helped a lot with like PMS symptoms. Another thing that I think women mm -hmm. lack often that contributes to PMS is magnesium. I don't know if you guys take magnesium at all. Yeah, my mom forced it on me. Yeah. <laughs> So magnesium, like when we're stressed out, our body naturally dumps out magnesium, which is a calming mineral. So like once I started taking magnesium, and I actually take it in the morning and evening, which was recommended by this okay. OBGYN that I follow her work. And so basically like women need 400 to 800 milligrams of magnesium a day. But you have to play around with what is going to feel like best <laughs> to you. You know you've had too much if your stool is too loose. So like hopefully men aren't listening to this as we talk about female bowel movements. But let's say you're you're like, okay, I need 400 milligrams a day. You would take 200 milligrams in the morning and 200 at night. And that helps in the, the morning dosage helps prepare your body all throughout the day of like stress and stuff. And then at night, it's really going to help calm your body down and, and have you have a better sleep. So I take 700 milligrams of magnesium, which sounds like a lot, but it makes me feel my best. And so I do that. 350 milligrams in the morning and night. And that definitely helps, like mm -hmm. it helps with PMS as well. And you take that all month long or just specifically the week before? Okay. Yeah. All month. Yeah. I prepare my body all month long to get rid of PMS. Shoot. Like, yeah. For sure. Yeah. I feel like I need to up my magnesium then. Emily needs. <laughs> but do it with, yeah. cal do it with calcium. Yeah. Is that what you said? Okay. Yeah. It's better absorbed with calcium. So I use the Calm brand, which I know is like a popular one around like wellness people. You make it's like a powder, and you can mix it in water, and you just drink it, and it's more like absorbed. It's absorbed better in the oh, body yeah. versus a pill form. Oh my gosh, you guys! I just I am totally geeking out about all of this. I feel like it's aligning all my favorite things in one episode. <laughs> I think bodies are so amazing. I think women can be total badasses when we pay attention to them 
And I think it can help you be more strategic in your business. So I know this is a business podcast and we spent a lot of time talking about our body, but I think there was nuggets in there of how things can be better and how we can pay attention and how we can pick apart how to plan our business around it. Like me, one of my big takeaways right away was we've been putting our reflection and planning on the same day. And I'm thinking they need to be separated into two different sessions just based on the feedback I got from this episode. So, well, we need to sync up on the same cycle. We used to be, we used to be, (laughs) but yeah, we need to work on that because when we were, I felt like the business also was reflecting that. So, but most of you aren't in business partnerships. All of this to say, (laughs) I literally could sit here for the next six hours and geek out on this, but I also (laughs) want to make this a digestible episode. So let's go into talk strategy to me. And if you can just kind of give us those three to five bullet points of perhaps during this phase, this is the kind of work I need to be doing. I think people would love that because they're like, I didn't take enough notes. Right. (laughs) Okay. So like when you're having your period, look at your business and ask like what worked this month and what didn't. So like, did you do a launch? Did you do some sort of new content? Were you testing out something new on social media? Like what did you get enough followers that you were looking for? Did you get enough people signing up for your program? And like really reflect back on what's working and what's not. Because then you can pinpoint what is working so you can do more of that or what isn't. So you can ask yourself, what do I need to do differently for the month ahead? Um, So I think that's really powerful. And like your brain's naturally going to be doing it anyway. So you can start even like putting your launches or any sort of course creation around your cycle to help align this a little bit better. For your follicular phase, definitely creating your plan of action. So like sit down, when do I want to record videos? When do I want to create partnerships? What kind of partnerships do I want? What steps do I need to take to make something happen? So like if I want to do a webinar, you know, I got to get the sales page. I got to get the copy. I got to get the the webinar. Like literally map out the steps and it's going to help you then schedule your time for the month ahead of when those certain chunks of your business are going to be top priority, which will help so much. So literally just set out with your calendar and your team if you have one and it's really going to help navigate everything. And then you'll feel so much better as you move throughout the month because you're like, oh, I already have a plan in place. Like we just feel calmer when we have a structure and a plan. Ovulation is really a good time to just like really have fun with your business, like really test out something new. You're going to be so hyped up and excited and passionate about what you're doing. And you really want to share that energy. So I really don't filter myself too much in my ovulation phase, especially knowing that my plan is already in place for the month. So it's like the best time to like really genuinely make connections of what is going to fill you up personally and professionally. And then luteal phase, just really creating large chunks of time to work independently. And like, maybe that's the time if you're going to do like a webinar, because you want to launch a new program, this is where I'm going to sit down and I'm going to write down the copy of what I want to say in that webinar. This is when I'm going to work with my team on creating the physical like presentation that I'm going to walk through, you know, and then no, I yeah. I hope that helps. Like really like, yeah, no, that was very helpful. Well, yeah. Yeah. Well, and why don't you go ahead and tell people like where they can get the freebie that you mentioned earlier or any other resources that you might have. So my website is balancedbombshells.com and I have a free hormones 101 class that really dives into each of these phases 
even more so of like what food to do, what exercise to do, what you can do for work. So that's on the homepage of my website. And then the Sink Your Boo guide, it's a bit.ly link. So you can just do like bit.ly Sink Your Boo and then you can just snag that for free. And like literally sink your partner. It's like, I'm doing that. Literally like, here's what I want you to know about me. We're having the conversation and Uh you're just going to do it, which is awesome. Yep. (laughs) Um, And then on social media, all my handles are at balance bombshells. So like Facebook, Pinterest, uh, Instagram. I love it. Laura, thank you so much. Yeah. Thank you guys. So great. I'm glad you guys got a lot of value. This is like fun. You know, we can just dive into lady stuff. Yeah. Well, thank you so much for being here. We appreciate it. Yeah, of course. Looking to elevate your brand without the headache? Join the co-op, our creative template shop membership. With thousands of easy to customize templates, all crafted to seamlessly fit your business aesthetics. We make nurturing leads and driving sales effortless. We're talking serious impact and seriously simple creation. Become a member now at creativeshopcoop.com and transform your business today. That's creative shop, C-O-O-P dot com.